This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi, everybody. This is Don't Unfriend Me, and it is Thursday, January 14th, episode 8-3. And tonight, we are going to be talking about Mr. Jack Dorsey from Twitter. And it's going to be an interesting show. There's some video footage I want to show you that you probably have not seen and a new kind of segment. You heard it here first. Usually, oh, every couple of weeks, I find something that really isn't being talked about on the media and I want to share it with you. And I think it's something that will be fairly unknown to most. Now, there is a Project Veritas video and I'm going to be showing that. So I want to thank Project Veritas for allowing me to show that on the site today and give them credit But there's also another video I found some years back that contradicts everything that Mr. Dorsey is saying, and I want to put him kind of on trial in the court of public opinion. And let's talk about Twitter. I'm not a big fan of Twitter, and I will explain why. But first, when I was exploring Twitter and looking around and trying to discover what Twitter is all about and a little bit about their CEO, I found out that Jesus is on Twitter, and he only has 12 followers, and that's a shame. My good buddy Will says I have to work on my jokes, and I agree with him, and obviously I've put no preparation in. Folks, who am I, and what is this show all about? Well, my name is Matthew Spear, and I am actually the host of Don't Unfriend Me. Something that's interesting, besides me messing that up, is Facebook, Don't Unfriend Me host. You can find me there. You can also hop on over to YouTube at Don't Unfriend Me, drop the host, and you will find all my HD content and catalog content there. And then once again, if all of that was just too darn much, go to don'tunfriendme.com and you will be able to find everything from that website. I would appreciate it if you would not mind to like, share, follow, and subscribe. Folks, it helps out. If you have not been over to YouTube or Instagram or any of my other social media channels, please, it helps get the word out and it just takes a second and search me at all of these wonderful ampersstamp hashtags or whatever the heck they're called. These little funny, quirky ones and zeros that identify everybody on the internet and my digital thumbprint. I don't know what you call them, whatever, who cares? This is why I am just a material girl stuck in a digital world. What are we going to talk about? Well, Twitter. See, I know that on Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy calls his people stoolies. And I know on my show, I call my people dummies. So in Twitter, are people twits or twats? I'm not sure, but I will tell you who the head twat is, and that is Jack Dorsey. Now, this is a love affair and interest because I appreciate tech. I also appreciate people who are extremely smart, and I believe that Mark Zuckerberg, Jack Dorsey, Tim Cook, all the major tech heads are extremely intelligent. 
And I give them credit for creating something that was innovative and amazing and helped people communicate, maybe not effectively, and essentially destroyed social interaction, but they advanced us forward through the digital age and the internet, internet, and now we no longer say the information superhighway, thank God. But what's interesting about this is Twitter is no longer free. And either is Facebook and now YouTube and all the major social media sites have banned Donald Trump from their accounts. And the question is why? What is it exactly about Donald Trump that bothers them so much? Well, I've already explained it to you in a previous episode. And if you go right over here, I will show you that episode where there is a little piece of legislation that protects them from being either distributors, editors, or content providers. Now, they can distribute all they want. And that's fine. And they cannot be held accountable. They get tax deferment for that. And they also have protected status as not a company, but almost an entity or a news media. But here's the problem is that they are editorializing. They're deleting and they're banning and they're essentially not allowing people to make the decision themselves. So the question is, was this always what Twitter was about? And I have proof tonight that it wasn't. In fact, it was the exact opposite of what we're going to hear from Mr. Dorsey in Project Veritas. Now, something has to be happening. Now, when you lose $1.44 and your stock is only $46, that's a big loss, and it continues to drop, and it's been bottoming out ever since, after hours numbers are actually dropping again. The point is, is why? Why are people jumping ship on Twitter? And what could the CEO hope to gain for this? Well, to be honest with you, Twitter's numbers have been dropping considerably for quite a while. This isn't the first time, and this won't be the last, as social medias only have so much market share, and places like Facebook have become the MySpace, and they say Facebook is for old people. Twitter is now getting that reputation as well. Also, on Twitter, too much can be misconstrued. You only have a few lines, and trust me, people like me have absolutely no ability to keep their thoughts to two or three lines. And this creates conflict, and this creates misunderstanding. And Twitter, let's face it, the only thing it is, is a trend, and anything can trend. And in fact, I'm going to show you a couple things that have trended lately that haven't been censored and haven't been taken down. Well, what about Mr. Dorsey? Well, he kind of looks like a Brad Pitt and the guy from Lost. I, I, I just, he, he was such a handsome and debonair guy. You'll see from this video, he reminds me of my old boss from FOV, Brian Stortz. Now, I'm sorry to compare Brian to him, but he, they do look a little bit of a lot alike. And he had just this way about him that I was very impressed with and his demeanor and his poise and the way he spoke. Now he looks like something out of Iran, which makes a sense, which makes a lot of sense since he supports Iranian beliefs and embraces them since he doesn't censor them in the very least. Let's go a little bit into his politics in 2009. Well, we'll go into a little bit who he is first. Okay. Let's be fair. He was born um, Jack Patrick Dorsey. What a great name. Very Scottish and Irish, and I respect that. Jack Patrick. Patrick was what I was going to name my son, but we changed it. I have a couple good friends named Patrick. Just figure you'd want to know. He's age 44. He's a St. Louis Blues fan. By the way, the St. Louis Blues kicked the crap out of my abs. I don't want to talk about it. Friday, hopefully, will be better. Went to the University of Missouri and New York University. Those are his alma maters. His occupation is a programmer internet entrepreneur. Wow, that's a mouthful. He's known for co-founding Twitter and Square, and Square is obviously the POS system that is 
overpriced, overcharged, and honestly used by a lot of small businesses who can't afford a larger or a more well-known POS system. He's no, uh, oh, excuse me, his net worth is $13 billion as of January 2021. I want to repeat that. His net worth is $13 billion. And he officially is the CEO of Twitter and Square. Now, there isn't much else, but I want to go through his philanthropy before I go through his politics, because I believe in giving people a shot, right? Let's talk about what he's given back. Having $13 billion, it has to be extensive. Well, it's not. On March 2016, Dorsey fully funded about 600 Missouri public school projects registered at Donors Choose. Great. Donors Choose is a great cause. I've given to it myself. Certainly not 600 total school projects, but good. His next was 2019. He waited three years, which is interesting. Dorsey donated $350,000 to Team Trees, a nonprofit started by YouTuber Mr. Beast that pledged to plant 20 million trees by the end of 2019. Okay. On April 7, 2020, Dorsey announced that he will move about $1 billion of his equity in Square, just under a third of his total wealth, to start small LLC and a relief program to related to the coronavirus. He committed to funding COVID-19 relief girls' education and health and universal basic income. He has also donated $24 million to 40 different um, grantees for relief efforts. Good. In August 2020, Dorsey donated $10 million to Boston University Center for Anti-Racist Research. So the thing about COVID-19 is that donation is fully tax refundable, and he probably got a tax write-off that was massive for that. It wasn't out of his personal funds. It obviously came from Square. So it is a donation that will be tax-deductible by the government. The point is, is that as far as philanthropy, for someone who does talk about meditation and peace, love, dope, he doesn't seem to be that much of a tree hugger to me. In fact, he seems more like a capitalist. He wants to hold on to his wealth, but he wants to tell everyone else how to spend it. He wants to go ahead and preach free speech, but go ahead and tell everyone else what they can say. I'm not a big fan of Mr. Dorsey. I think he has some big issues. But first, let's go into his politics and we can uncover why. In 2019, Dorsey contributed financially to the campaigns of Democratic 2020 presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard and Andrew Yang. In 2020, he donated $15 million to 29 mayors pursuing the piloting of guaranteed basic income. Dorsey applied world leader exceptions that enabled President Trump to post content on Twitter that would normally be removed or generate sanctions per the platform's rules. Interesting. So he allowed President Trump to go ahead and post things that normally would not be allowed to be on his platform. Why? Well, Twitter went through a time where it was very unpopular. And what is better than having 74 million Donald Trump supporters use your platform again? But now the tune has changed. And now we're flipping the switch. Could it be opportune because a Democratic president is coming in and we have 78 million activated Democrats who just got done voting? And they're turned off, and now you're going to try to turn them back on by standing firm with President Trump because his value is no longer important to you. Geez, I wonder if it's true. <clears throat> November 2020, more flaggings were applied to Donald Trump's tweets, and in May 2020, most of his tweets were flagged. On January 6, 2021, after Trump supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol, Twitter applied a 12-hour timeout to Trump's account for violating the civic integrity policy. Trump's account was suspended permanently on January 8th. On January 14th, Dorsey defended banning Trump, but also said, it sets a precedent I feel is dangerous. 
sets a precedent that I feel is dangerous. So he's coming out and trying to be magnanimous. Like this is so what he doesn't want to do. And he has no desire to do that. If you listen to his testimony to the Senate, he happens to be a very poised and dead in the eyes person like Mark Zuckerberg. He's been trained and coached by the same people. Show no emotion, don't say too much, and take the Jack Nicholson approach. And if Tom Cruise says that he deserves the truth, don't tell him what he actually deserves. Just shut up and use monosyllabic responses. And it's effective. But government officials aren't taking it anymore, and there are some things that both parties are extremely upset with him about. First of all, he bans Donald Trump, but this is allowed. Hang Mike Pence after the Capitol riots and after Mike Pence actually stood up and said, I'm not going to go ahead and do anything with the electors. I'm not going to go against my constitutional mandates and my rights. I'm actually going to follow the law. Hang Mike Pence by the neck until he is dead was number one on Twitter with almost 60,000 tweets before they took it down after every media outlet and every Republican and conservative media outlet cried foul. But it still was allowed to trend. Why? This is interesting. This was actually, could this be posted by Antifa? And after I did some research, this is why you have to read everything on the internet and not just accept things for face value because you could present false information. And God knows I never, ever want to misrepresent Antifa. Those amazing anti-fascist, just tough boys. Woo! They wear black. They're fantastic. Antifa America alert tonight. The tonight's the night, comrades. First of all, you know it's fake that way. They never say comrades. The reason why they don't is because then that would let everyone know that they are socialist Russians, and they are. Tonight we say f the city, and we move into the residential areas, the white hoods, and we take what's ours. Black lives matter. Matter f America. So immediately I thought that was kind of weird. It's kind of just like outing yourself and saying you're a terrorist organization. So is it true? And the answer is no, it's not. And Antifa didn't post that. But the problem that I have is it stayed up for days until they found out it was a white nationalist group and then they took it down. Let me say that again. They left it up for days and then took it down when they found out it was a white nationalist group like the Proud Boys, and then they removed it. But it's interesting because I go today and I take a look and I see something like this, the Antifa website, and it's up and plain as day for everyone to see. And they are calling on pulling people out of the streets who are supporting Trump and attacking them verbally, physically, and although they make no threats because they're not that stupid, they do imply violence. And isn't that all that it takes is to imply violence? Because that's what they did to Donald Trump. That's what they've done to other Republicans. That's what they've done to everybody. But we also take a look at something like this, Black Lives Matter posted this June 28th, 2020. As Israel moves forward with the annexation of the West Bank and mainstream British politics is gagged of the right to critique Zionism and Israel's settler colonial pursuits, we loudly and clearly stand behind our Palestinian comrades, free Palestine. You stand behind Palestinian com comrades who've actually said they want to rain fire on the Jewish city, that all Jews should die that have created holy war and terrorist events. Now, I'm not saying Palestine is the only one wrong in this. I absolutely agree that Israel has done plenty, and it has been a civil war of epic proportion for thousands of years. But here's the problem that I have. 
this incites violence against Jewish Americans. If Donald Trump incites violence, this does too. And this is Black Lives Matter of all people who are absolutely innocent in every single way of inciting violence with their peaceful protest. They've never done anything like that. They've never struck a match. They've never burned down a business. Right. Well, here's another one. YouTube. Well, YouTube and Twitter get along. In fact, these links were found from Twitter when I did a search. This is Kathy Griffin. And yes, she has a severed head of the president in her hands. It's cut off. It's bloody, dripping blood everywhere. And this essentially ruined her career, whatever career she had before. She likes to think that her career was ruined by Donald Trump. And let's face it, she didn't have a career before. She wasn't funny. She wasn't attractive. And honestly, she was just dead as a stump. Now she's all of those things without any income. And that makes me happy. Because if you hold the head of the dead of a dead president, and even if you're just kidding, you're not funny to begin with. You're just trying to get shock and awe. And there are plenty of people who do that yet you are still on youtube and i consider that to incite violence against the president why is it there still to this day now i like rap music with all of them this is snoop dog the snoop diggity faux shizzle but donald trump actually there is a gun put to his head and yes a little flag comes out and it says bang but you're still shooting the president of the united states and you're trying to make it seem juvenile or benign but it's not. You're Snoop Dogg. You've talked about gang violence. You've talked about gin and juice. You've talked about gangs. You've talked about killing cops. Trust me when I say this, your street cred is good, except for your WWE stuff and your porn. Seriously, Snoop Dogg, just stick to music if you can still remember it and put the pipe and the bong down. And here's another thing. NWA, I grew up with them. I love NWA, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to recite the lyrics, but I will tell you, I still listen to Eazy-E. I love Dre. I actually listen to the DOC as well, and people look at me and go, you like rap music? And I'm like, yeah, man, I grew up with it. Grandmaster Flash, Fab Five Freddy, Slick Rick. This is the stuff. Ice-T, we can go on and on and on. I love rap music, and I think one of the greatest lyricists of all time is KRS-One. So don't even try to get down with my understanding of rap music. I understand this is freedom of speech, but according to this, NWA should be held accountable for the violence against President Trump, or excuse me, the Capitol Police and the Capitol Building. They said F the police. So they incited violence against the Capitol Police and the riots. I had no idea that Ice Cube and Easy e were responsible for this. And Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre, get better, please. I know you're having a hard time right now, and I know you're in the hospital. Please get better. And Ice Cube, keep representing. I hear you, man. You got to look out for your people. I don't believe any of this. I don't believe any of these people should be censored. I believe freedom of speech is just that. It's freedom of speech. I saw someone post something today, and it said, freedom of speech is free, but there are consequences. No, there aren't. And that is the most idiotic thing I've ever said. And I was going to slap the guy proverbially through the digital ones and zeros because that's not what it means. Freedom of speech means freedom of speech. It means that you cannot have your freedom taken away because of speech. Now, if you do something like scream fire in a movie theater or you go up and say, I'm going to blank the president, that's different. But that's not what Donald Trump did, and that's not what he said. But that's exactly what NWA said. That's exactly what Snoop Dogg did, Kathy Griffin did, and all the people who went ahead and said, hang Mike Pence. 
And if that doesn't matter, the Ayatollah from Iran and the president of Iran, president, not a democracy, actually has been calling for the death of Jews and Americans, yet they have active Twitter accounts. Why? Why is there hypocrisy? Because it's all about the three things I've always told you, money, power, and votes. He has donated a ton of money to the Democrats. He understands that his protection under the clause to protect internet companies and social media conglomerates is that they are not content providers, or they're content providers, but they're not creators. And that gives them tax benefits, and that gives them protection. And because of that, they are terrified that that's going to go away, and Donald Trump wanted to take 230 away from them. So they're going to pay the Democrats whatever they can. They're going to donate, they're going to placate, and they're going to destroy Donald Trump's ability to speak for himself, and that is the one thing that makes him powerful. Now I'm going to show you a video. Sorry, allergies are itching my eyes and my nose. And this video is interesting because I found one interview with Matt Lauer that actually isn't quite popular. It's very small, but I did find it. And I want to show it to you. I haven't seen it anywhere else, so we can call this an exclusive. You heard it here first. Some of you may remember this. But then the Project Veritas video is not mine. It's actually through Project Veritas. I don't link a lot of their stuff. But this is actually fantastic. And a Twitter employee flipped and turned turncoat on Mr. Dorsey and said, enough's enough. And here is his own words against him. I will be in the small right-hand corner, and we will watch this together. tweet out yesterday telling my followers, my measly number of followers, that you were going to be on and asking what questions they would like you asked. There was an enormous outpouring of questions about censorship. So let me ask you point blank. Does Twitter censor the content of its users? Does it hide what it would consider inflammatory comments, whether they be social or political? Absolutely Oh, Matt Lauer, that was a stunning question. Don't forget to go to your powder room and close the door on the next intern you see. What a jerk. Anyway, good question, though. Twitter has always been about controls. People can follow whoever they want. And it's our job to make sure they see the most, the most important things and the, and the things that will matter to them. So anybody can say anything on Twitter. The company does not go in there and take certain things out that can be dangerous. Well, there's, certain, there's certainly tweets that promote violence, which is against our terms of service, and uh, people have controls to block and people have controls to mute. But what about the company? Who Not decides the, the difference between criticism and hate? These are, the, these are the individuals. So you can follow who you want, and if it's something you want to see, you continue to follow it. Do you get trolled? Do, do you get nasty tweets I get, personally? Uh, I, get, I get some so here's the interesting part to that. He just openly said, you can follow who you want and users get to decide which content they want. And all they have to do is turn it off. Like if you don't like this show, just turn it off. You don't have to report it. You don't have to say mean things. You don't need to get personal and hurt my soul and my heart. So I devalue myself. Just leave. Just turn it off. It's simple. Just don't listen. And that's the way it should be. And according to Twitter and according to their rules, they haven't changed since 2016. There are a lot of things as far as copyright protection and sharing links and media usage, but nothing about violence and hate. It's always been the same way, which is simply turn it off if you don't like it. And Zuckerberg said the same thing. And so is YouTube. And so is every other social media. But what's different about Donald Trump? Well, we're about to find out right now. And warning. 
This is not mine. This is Project Veritas. It's important for you to know that. And the thing that I don't understand is why does he say what he's about to say? And we're going to go into it when I'm done. For retro, as I said in my note, it is going to take some time. Um, and then the, the other thing, just to just to close out a little bit, we you know we we are focused on one account right now, but this is going to be much bigger than just one account, and it's going to go on for much longer than just this day, this week, or the next few weeks. It's going to go on beyond the inauguration. We have to expect that. We have to be ready for that. So the focus is certainly on this account and um, how it ties to real-world violence, but also we need to think much longer term around how these dynamics play out over time. Um, I don't believe this is going away anytime soon, and the moves that we're making today uh, around uh, QAnon, for instance, is one such example of a much broader approach um, that we should be looking at um, and, and going deeper on. So... Um, the team has a lot of work and a lot of focus on this particular issue. Um, we also need to give them the space and the support to focus on the, the much bigger picture um, because it is it is not going away. Um, the, the U.S. is extremely divided. Um, our platform is uh, showing that uh, every single day, and our role is to protect the integrity of that conversation uh, and do what we can to make sure that no one is being harmed uh, based off that. Openly saying, I am going to editorialize the conversation. I am going to censor things so people can only see one side. I am going to go ahead and empower that not just Donald Trump, but anyone who speaks against the narrative that I personally believe will be shut down and shut up forever. Folks, it's Nazism. It's censorship at its finest. With that video and what Project Veritas show or demonstrated to show is that there should absolutely be a government outcry right now by every politician to revoke Section 230 and take their status away as a content provider. They are editorializing, they are changing the narrative, and they're shaping it the way that they want, which means that they are a publisher. Right now, Twitter should be the first example. And may all the other social media companies follow suit. Because this is absolutely revoking your First Amendment rights. I understand that Twitter is a voluntary program. But it's not voluntary when it's the only thing left. You can't say that Comcast is a great company that offers choices for everybody when it's the only one left in certain cities and you can't get TV anywhere else unless you cut the cord and go over the top. When there's only one choice left to communicate on a massive scale because you can no longer send a letter and get the same result or you can no longer use MySpace because it's gone or you can't use certain forms of communication because all the social media giants have shut you up. And then when you do to try to create something new, like Parler, 
They shut it down because it does not help their bottom line, and that is the only reason. Parlor was not shut down because of secret conversations. You have to be verified. It is the greatest when it comes to verifying if you are an American or not. You have to put in your license. It has to be photocopied. It has to be done the right way, and it's like applying for a job. That is the one great thing about Parlor. And to say that there were going to be these unknown people who they were not going to be able to track and find is crap. They don't want their bottom line impact, and that's the only thing they care about, is the dollar. The man's a hypocrite. He lied to you for the last year of why he was doing this. And ultimately, you should react by deleting your Twitter account. Stay away from it. You don't need Twitter to communicate. Facebook has your photos. It has the ability, has all your friends lists. I can understand. If you're using something like Instagram, I can understand. YouTube, I understand. But there are alternatives and there are options, at least for now. But what we cannot do is pretend, because it's their platform, that they get to make the rules. When you walk into an Apple store, freedom of speech doesn't stop. When you walk into a movie theater, just because shouting fire is wrong, freedom of speech doesn't stop. When you walk into a ballpark and you want to go ahead and tell the catcher that he's a blowhard and he should shove his cleat up his ass... Your freedom of speech doesn't stop. And it should not stop on Twitter, Facebook, or anywhere else because they are an American company operating in the United States and our civil liberties are what matter. They are not humans. They are a company, they are a conglomerate, and they are oppressive. And somebody needs to do something about it now before we have no more freedoms left. Folks, that's my show tonight. Thank you, show tonight. Thank you for stopping by. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. It means a great deal. And you would also go to YouTube. If you haven't had a chance, go to YouTube, subscribe and follow as well, Instagram and wherever else I'm at. All of those follows help a great deal. And I will end my show like I always do on Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255, press 1. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. It is too many, and we have to do whatever we can to stop it. If you could do me a favor and make that phone call, if you can't, please go to my website at donutfriendly.com, click the VCL link, and you will be connected to a live operator through Skype where they can get the help that they need. Mr. Dorsey, I don't understand what he's doing, but at the same time, I do understand what he's doing. He's hedging his bets. He's doing what all people do or who are in his position he will manipulate and change the rules in order to garnish more votes, which essentially means more users. Twitter is dropping off the face of the earth, and people are no longer interacting with it. Its stock is plummeting, and it will continue to fall until they remove him from CEO. People are a lot of things, but I trust and believe in the American public. I believe that we can see past the hatred and the divisiveness that is happening. I believe that we can stop and say... We're all Americans, and this isn't right. Because the funny thing is, if you do support this type of thing, trust me when I say it'll happen to you. And one day soon, there will be a new president, or the Democrats will flip on Mr. Dorsey, and he will be looking to the Republicans, and he will do the same thing to you. Have a wonderful night, folks, and I will see you tomorrow for episode 84. That is all for 83. Good night.
Thanks for watching Don't Unfriend Me, everybody. I want to recommend Alex from Aleko's Design. He works on all of my video and graphic design, and he is amazing. Please give him a shot. Please head on over to his website at www.alekosdesigns.com. And one more quick thing before we go, folks. Still Point does the music intro for the show. They are listeners. They are fans, and we absolutely love them. Special thanks for that amazing song. And you can hear Citizen Soldier at ReverbNation.com slash Still Point.